Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sans Pants Radio. Australia's most family-friendly podcast network. <laughs> You know, you stare enough into the void, it starts staring back. And if it blinks first, it's got to buy you a Coke. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know whenever I'm staring into the void, I'm like, well, going to be here for a while. Because when this thing starts looking back at me, I like have to start thinking of something to say. <laughs> like that's they say that if you look into the void, it starts looking back at you. But then it's like, well, what then? Yeah, but it's like it's sort of it, it's awkward when it starts looking back because it knows you were looking. You don't you don't actually have to think of something to say. You can walk away. That's a social contract. Right. You can leave. So like you can glance up, like you've caught someone looking at you. On public transport or something. Yeah. Hmm. I love when a kid will stare at you because I get so fucking angry. When kids look at you at public transport and they don't look away, I'm like, man, fuck off. Yeah, it does I know you don't know not to do this, but I'm fucking pissed off. It makes it feel... it, It feels bad because the child is probably just looking, but you get the sense that it's looking at you being like, okay, how do I avoid that? I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But I get the sense when a kid's looking at me, it's like, oh, getting old's going to suck. Yeah, well, that's mostly, though, because when the mother sees you get on the bus, she says, see, little Charlie, and that's what happens if you don't go to school. And that's what happens. See, that man doesn't have a car. (laughs) Or a girlfriend, almost certainly. (laughs) I mean, look at him. Look at him. Look at the lack of bulge in his trousers. See that man there? The man without a hair loss plan? (laughs) Yes, yes, you've got him. The one with the downcast face. A waste of space. Human recycling that man. One day he will feed the mighty gums in our yard. And look, 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 look at him. Oh, back to Twitter. He went from Twitter to Facebook to close the app to Twitter again. His fingers just wandering on their own. Mm-hmm. God, he'd be better use as biofuel. Well, sometimes it's really hard for people to express themselves. See? Hey, I want to bring up something you said to me. Why? Uh, oh, God, no. I don't. Like, when you look at your phone, it means you've been making notes and I haven't noticed. <laughs> so... 
a uh, bit of backstory. We took David to the vet and Bit of backstory. Bit of backstory. And he's okay, kind of. With the qualifier <laughs> that he's very old and has cat HIV. Yeah. But he's so far pretty good, but they uh, did a bunch of tests on him to make sure that he's okay. And yeah. one of the tests involved, like, shaving a window into his side. Yeah. So now there's just skin there. Yeah. The other tests they did, they did like spelling. He did really good at that one. It was so good. They did an aptitude test and that was okay. Um, Eye test where they would like, uh, you know, they they put the letters up on the board. They would ask him if they, well, they all said, they all did say meow. So he he did get all of those right, but I think they were fucking with us. Yeah. I told them money wasn't an option. Can we at least have one of these say bark or wolf? And see whether he gets it. Yeah. Or perhaps bring. Sometimes he knows how to do that. Sometimes. But yeah. He, got a damn phone for a pet. He's got a... Uh, got a damn old phone. I got a rotary phone for a pet, Tom. Okay. Well, when I bring my cat to the vets, I'm going to put him in there. And when I want him to come... When I when he comes out, I want him to at least not be saying bring. I don't Can you at least punch bring. him up to, hello, Moto? <laughs> Imagine that. And sitting down with your cat. The worst, fastest music you've ever heard. <laughs> straight out of it. You go, oh, um... I think I think David's hungry. Why do you say that? Listen. It would be good to have a cat that sounds like a phone. Fuck. Maybe it would just be good to have no cat and a phone. Maybe we should get a phone. Yeah. And tie a string to the phone and drag the phone around the neighborhood. Yeah. It's also a good way to not get mugged. That sounds like a great way. Oh, well, I was going to steal that person's phone, but they're just out here walking their cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, if you want to dox us on Know Where We Live, just look at the lowest IQ per capita. <laughs> <laughs> and so th- that's how you know that that's where we are. The, um, Strangely, actually, it changed right after. There must have been a lot of stupid people moving in right as we did. So when I checked the average IQ, mm. the day after we moved in, it dropped down to like 22. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's On incredible. Average. Crazy. That's so crazy. Mm. Uh, it's probably just like a glitch. Yeah. I love glitches, by the way. I know you do. You talk about this a lot. I um, love them. You t- almost every morning you tell me your favorite thing about glitches. I shake you Different awake and I you say, babe, babe. Yeah. Babe. Yeah. I love when things go wrong. The reason he says babe in the morning is because he knows I get very excited when he talks about my favorite pig-based movie. And um, so he'll say babe. It's like babe. cracking a smelling salt underneath your nose. Yeah. Babe, babe. And you're like, bar am you, bar am you. Two pig in the city. Yeah. Because he knows uh, I have to finish the title. Yes. Uh, but this Heck cat- of a flick. You love Babe 2 Pig in the City? Heck of a flick. Babe 2 Pig in the City? Heck of a flick. All right. Have you seen it recently? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I've seen it recently. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah. Doing that like 90s thing where after a movie, there's someone outside the theater with a microphone just interviewing people as they leave mm. to get like cuts for the trailers. Mm. Uh, they would leave you on the cutting room floor. Well, yeah. This lady loves the movie, but we can't be seen to be loved by her. No. And plus, we've got a, just a lot of uh, 14 year olds with disheveled hair saying, Yes, I watched the movie very much. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, With another yeah. 14-year-old next to them, glassy-eyed, looking very frightened like a deer into the camera. Terrified that people will find out what they did to each other in yeah. there, is that what you're saying? It's just touching each other's knees. Oh, boy. That's what you do in the theatre, you finger each other or something, and then your mum's like, how was the movie? And you're like, it was Chicken Run! <laughs> Don't finger each other to Chicken Run. You can, who Don't, cares? No, Ardman films are off the table. Oh, okay, Tom. What you? Why? Well, you want to like, you want to well, limp over Mel the Gibson? finish line to your fucking first orgasm to the sound of ooh Wensleydale. And you think that people who are fingering each other are having or- orgasms or know what they are or should be like? I'm saying that someone in there is probably going to get to one eventually. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not the vagina havers, but the penis havers. Boy, that'll pop. Well, they're fucking their popcorn. They realise that if the, if the popcorn's packed in there tight enough, you actually don't need anyone to reach in there to get a snack. You can just put your whole dick in there. Yeah. Mm. Wiggle it. Yeah. Wiggle it. Uh, but it's a baby wig. The cat has a hole in his side. <laughs> Nothing. That just leads to skin. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was great. Yeah. Okay. Wiggle it. Baby wig. Really good. (laughs) I I knew it was. Demi's good. (laughs) It's a Demi's funny bit corner. (laughs) Do you guys want to hear the funniest short story ever told? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I dare you to write the funniest short story ever told and then in I take six a, words. I take a sip of my whiskey and yeah. I put it down and I look you in the eye and I say, Wiglet, baby wig, never sold. It's not never sold. It is never sold. I fucking learned it since last time. No. Oh, no, it's not. Are you fucking kidding me? Wiglet, baby wig, never won. Baby shoes, Short story. No, no short story. No, 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 shut up. Okay, the no, way you said baby shoes just then sounded like you were talking about <laughs> shoes that haven't grown up. Okay. No, I don't want to do it. No, because we can't do it again because people are going to think what I'm it stupid. Is. Tell me what it is. The saddest short story ever told. Short story, baby. <laughs> okay, don't say short story. That's not part of it. I remember now. <laughs> you told me last time it wasn't part of it. Hold on. Baby <laughs> shoes. Now think of what would be sad. Blood-filled baby shoes. <laughs> I know that's not it, but that's quicker. Way too much worn. <laughs> uh, baby shoe. Yeah. Never worn. Okay. <laughs> There's Wait. two shoes. Yes. Okay, so let's start at the... Baby shoes. Yep. Never worn. Are you serious? Yeah. That's your best try. It's six words. Okay. These baby shoes were never worn. Okay, so do you want to just count along with me? These baby shoes were never worn. Six words. Okay. Now, do you remember that there was any point there where the shoes were kind of listed for something? Coolest shoe awards? No. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) They're for sale. Okay, that's part of the story. For sale, never worn. Part of the story. It's a third of the story. For sale. That's the beginning of the story, yes. Baby shoes. Uh... 
Never won. Yes. Oh, mine's better. <laughs> Yours is it's... just the story of someone trying to sell baby shoes. <laughs> yeah, it's not so sad. That's the problem with that story. It was too sad. Getting studio notes. <laughs> this story, this, this. We kind of uh, want a happier really ending <laughs> to the baby shoes arc. I love that they're for sale. The whole gang loves that they're for sale. And we also, once this comes out, yeah. maybe we can sell our own baby shoes, mm. but no one's going to want to buy them if they think about baby shoes being sad. Well, that's the thing. T.S. Eliot is so into fucking capitalism. Is that even who it was? No. All right, who was it? Hemingway, I think. Nah. Okay. He was too grumpy to write such a cool story. Baby shoes for sale, true, uh, never worn. Yes? Yes. Baby shoes. No. New, sh- new shale. Okay, no. Start. For sale. Yes. Never worn. Baby shoes. Yep. So close. Okay. That might as well be it. That too might sad, as well be it. Too sad. Too sad. Uh, and uh, too much shoes in it. For sale. Baby. Never worn. And just like that, it's actually pretty happy. Because mm. sure, you're selling the baby, but also... Nobody put the baby on. Nobody put the baby on. Anyone who wants to buy it, getting a fresh baby. Don't wear this baby. Mint conditioner, baby. Don't wear this baby. Hey, uh, for sale baby never want. Don't wear this baby, though. <laughs> NB. Don't wear the baby. Baby sold not for wearing. Not for wearing. This is for raising. This this raising baby. Yes. This is raising baby. Promise. Yeah. Promise it's raising baby. Someone just taking the baby and slowly raising it over their head to put it on <laughs> as a hat. This hey, hey, hey. No, this is all right. Now, this baby, not for wearing. Then uh. the person slowly covers up their one bare foot. <laughs> okay, baby is for child. I believe I've mistaken the Way you meant me to read baby shoes. <laughs> and where is the other baby shoe? <laughs> <laughs> the person replying to that ad being like, damn, bargain on these shoes. Yeah. Hang, that- on, hang, hang on a second. Oh, my God. Two things about the fucking stupid short story, yes? One, it's not a story. It's a listing for some sale babe shoes. And two... I tried my best there. Two, how much? (laughs) That's not, hey, guess what? I don't have the whole story. So that's bullshit. It would have been at least seven words. Coming back the next month and being like, hello, I missed this in my last periodical. For sale, baby shoes, never worn. $5,000. Well, that's as cheap as you're going to get baby shoes around these parts. Yeah. Especially ones that have not t- tasted baby feet. Oh, yeah. Um, so. Double them up. <laughs> coldest baby shoes you ever did see. <laughs> For sale. <laughs> Brackets. They're cold because they've never been worn. Oh, there's a baby somewhere with really cold feet. Why don't you just keep, let him keep his shoes? What baby did you take these shoes from? Oh, I guess maybe before he even t- had a chance to put them on. For sale, baby shoes, never worn. Baby too fast. Hang on. Baby too fast to put them on. But what if that was like the tagline for the baby shoe shop? Because I'd be like, well, yeah, I fucking hope so. 
<laughs> Don't give me old baby shoes at the brand new baby shoe shop. Yeah, I want those shoes not to be second hand. I want them to be second foot. And actually, I want them to be first foot. And hey, you know what? Fuck you! Fuck you! Uh, I have another question about the shoes. Okay. Why, why never worn? Why not as new? <laughs> For sale, baby shoes as new. You're right. Because first of all, I bet one of them was worn to make sure they're the right size for the baby. Unless you get them like a couple sizes too big like my family did. I remember I had pretty much grown up to this size that I am now, but I was like 13. So my family was like, oh, we'll just get do the thing where you get where we get you bigger shoes so that you grow into the shoes. And you know what? If we get them really big, then mm. you're going to be able to wear them for ages. <laughs> so I'm a size six shoe right now and I was wearing size eights. Oh, my God. <laughs> Grade five. Clumping around like a clown. And they were red. No. My grandma bought me size eight red shoes to oh, clomp around no. with. I had flippers on. You and your sisters piling out of your car oh, at no, the start of the sisters. school day. No, no, no. I was the only one that got the shoe treatment. You know why? Because I had a grandma that was different to their grandma. Their no. grandma didn't buy them any shoes. No. My grandma did. And stupid shirts with frilly sleeves that said Brazil on the front. And I'm like, <laughs> I've never been to Brazil. And she's like, it's a nice shirt though, isn't it? No. Thank you, Grandma. Uh, thank you, Grandma Nancy. Thank you, Grandma Nancy. Well, actually, this loops back into your grandma, Demi. Are you um, got a story about my grandma? Yeah. I've got a picture of her bones right here. Yeah, you like this? You like what you see? Yep. Mm. I do like it. She was a cool grandma. Wait. Yes, she was. Oh, good. Uh, well, maybe this is a... I don't know if this is the same grandma or not because you have ever so many. But David has a, uh, a hole in his fur right now that leads just straight through onto his skin. They had to shave it, yeah, to, uh, I guess that was where part of the injections went or, yeah. or something like that. And I uh, was playing with his folds. Cool. Of skin. Wanna take that one again, champion. I was playing with his skin. <laughs> I was moving it back it and forth. it seem like you weren't fingering our cat's pussy. <laughs> okay. Do you want to try again, Tom? I was patting Demi and I was playing with his skin. And you, were you patting said- patting Demi. You just said patting <laughs> oh, Demi. No. Playing with his skin. <laughs> I was petting David and playing with his skin. Yeah. And you said, Oh, no. This is like when I made pictures in grandma's arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, would you like to just yeah, explain I used, what that is? Yeah, I used to like nip little mountains into her wrinkly arm skin and see how long the mountains would take to like sometimes I would race them and get two little mountains <laughs> on the same arm with one, one uh, hand each and then be like, Go <laughs> see which one would win. And see go which one would drop first. Yeah, that's cool. Sometimes they didn't really, but yeah, I would just make little faces and stuff in grandma's arm. <laughs> I didn't have that many toys, so I just, <laughs> <laughs> like had a puzzle that I'd done too many times, and I was like, "Yeah, I know it's a fucking windmill and a woman." The windmill and the woman's actually getting old and why didn't you buy me a child's puzzle? And also, uh, like my basketball is flat. I'm going to play with grandma's arm. Yeah. And grandma was just fine with this. Oh, yeah. She'd just be knitting or sleeping. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> what? <laughs> when would this happen? She'd be knitting or sleeping. You know, old people fall asleep wherever. 
And you then know, what like, would happen to her? Well, I'd approach her bed. Okay. Play so with her arms. They oh, they'll fall asleep, asleep wherever. They fall asleep, they fall asleep wherever. wherever. Their bed at <laughs> night behind a locked door. And but I, boy, oh boy, you sure can creep through vents. Well, I would use my use my little torch. Had uh, okay. know, had bananas in pajamas on the side. So Walk your grandma with would go Play to sleep. with my grandma's arm skin because I was not ready to go to sleep. So. <laughs> Draw little pictures in there. And then just try and remember what they were like. I didn't have a little camera to take Pictures of the cool pictures that I've made in grandma's arm. So if you'd had a camera, you would have taken photos of your sleeping grandmother? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to Yeah, I'd like to think I would. Okay, great. Just to record the art. And then do you remember the thing that uh, uh you said? Oh, logically, yeah, no, I don't remember telling you, but no, logically, yes, I do remember the end of the story. Okay. Yeah, because it uh do you want to go ahead and tell it, or do you want me to? Oh, I don't know whether you've whether whether I had a particularly <coughs> flowery wording the first time I told you. The way it came about was as we were talking about this off the podcast. You said, "Oh yeah, I used to make pictures in Grandma's arm skin," and then you went on to explain it, and then you're like, and then I, uh oh, <laughs> and you stopped yourself. Yeah, so I was wondering um, how different it would be. Um. Okay, and so what happened was, then you said, I did it to her body at her funeral. <laughs> <laughs> you were all I went up to say goodbye. Up. And it, because, you know, I used to make this the, the little pictures and stuff, I'd have her arm there and I'd be going like with my little fingertips, I'd be going nip, 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 just... nip, 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 making faces and stuff in her arm. So then at her funeral, I was just like, goodbye, Grandma. Hmm. Nip. No. <laughs> Didn't work. It's different when they're dead. And when you told me this off the podcast, you said, well, I was little. And I said, how old are you? And you said, 14. I've remembered I was 15 also. So oh! Because <laughs> I remembered she died a week before I started stand-up. <laughs> well, my creative outlet is gone. <laughs> No more pictures in grandma. It really wrecked my first set because I was about to do some fucking hilarious prop comedy with that old broad up on the stage. Be like, look at this bitch's arms. Now watch. You're doing puppetry of the grandma? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, fuck. <clears throat> Very cool. I actually, I think it is. I was a creative young woman. Sculpture is so beautiful. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back from the break. Hope you enjoyed those products. Tom, people express themselves in different ways sometimes. That's true. And I think it's nice to have a creative outlet for um, feelings that you... That you might have. Yeah, you know? sure. 
But what do you do when you run out of grandmas, you know? And I have. When your canvas retires. <laughs> Expires. Ah, yes. <laughs> um... So I've been I've been looking uh, through different people's uh, outlets for you know emotions that they have. Maybe some people are working through things. Some people think that they have something wonderful to offer to the world. Specifically, uh, I've been looking at some different fan fictions. This is not a suck off Mario sixty nine. Okay. You know. This is a, a um, normal Mario number one. Okay. Okay. So is there great? Okay. So this is normal Mario. <clears throat> yeah. A segment where Demi goes through non sexual fan fictions on her own time. Yeah. And I just want to see whether this is um, as, you know, um, affecting for you or as much of a uh, sort of um, loving tribute as uh, as the person has intended it to be. Okay. Do okay. I need to know anything about, like, the universe of it? Are we I'm just going to – I think it'll become clear. Okay. <clears throat> okay. All right. I don't understand. How could someone do such a thing? Lucas asked with tears brimming in his eyes. I wish I knew that, Lucas, but thankfully they finally caught the man behind all of it and he was brought to justice, Mario said. Okay. Yeah, justice and now rotting in hell where he belongs, Falco muttered with his fist clenched. Samus elbowed him. Oh, no. Ow! What was that for, Samus? <laughs> Falco asked, rubbing his arm. Don't curse in front of the kids, Samus said. Shh, guys, master hand and crazy hand are here. Lucario hushed them. <laughs> Master Hand and Crazy arrived into the garden wearing American flag bracelets no, around their wrists. No, 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 Good morning, Smashers. <gasps> we all gather here to remember a day that changed our way of living in history. <laughs> September 11th, 2001 is a date that we can never forget. No. <sighs> As we all sit together in front of this stone wall, Smashers, I ask you all take a moment of silence for those who lost their lives on 9-11. Oh, my God. And the brave men and women who continue to fight to defend the USA. God bless them all and God bless Wait, America. Wait, what? Okay, so they... Oh, sorry. I just really quickly got to ask, do those hands, this master hand and crazy hand, do they have mouths I don't know about or are they doing the classic puppet hand mouth thing? No, they're just... Yeah, maybe they're doing that or they're just floating They've there. They've drawn and then... eyes on so they can so they can do the... So this is 9-11 Smash Brothers <clears throat> fan yep. fiction. So in this one, you've got the falling man, and then he falls out of frame, and it just goes, game! Yeah, basically. <laughs> At 8.46, Mario rang the bell once for when American Airlines Flight 11 crashed into the North Tower. No! At 9.03, Link rang the bell twice for when a United Airlines Flight 175 crashed into the South Tower. Goes on like this for a while. Oh, my God. The end. This was my first fanfic on a real event. 9-11 changed me to believe there really are some bad people in our world, but I believe most are good. So... Oh my god! So their first their first fanfic that they chose to do about a real okay. event was nine eleven. Uh, I uh, I have something else to read for you, Tom. Okay. It's by a different uh, it's by a different fan fanfictioner. Uh huh. Fanfictioner. <coughs> Where'd they get the bell? Breaking open one of those big boxes that drops during the match. <laughs> I think uh, yeah, I think they probably. <laughs> Probably use one of them. Doesn't King DDD have a bell or some shit? Oh, King DDD bowing his big head for a minute's silence. He has to sort of. He has a. He he has a little kickstand because he's mostly like he's neck and then body, so he can't really bow that much. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> the Wii Fit trainer bowing their faceless head down to look at the ground, hand over their heart. Yeah. Wario 
looking at everything that's on display. Oh, yeah. Whenever the Wii Fruit Trainer. And it doesn't matter which sex. In New York City, standing quietly in front of what was now two gardens were two lone figures staring up into the sky above. So much happened on this day. So many things changed. So many lives taken. Dad, teared the first figure. Why? Why did this ever have to happen? How could it happen? It's still so hard to believe, even after 10 years. You and so many others were taken before your time for something so ridiculous. The red-capped man looked down from the sky and to his right, facing a green-capped figure, slightly taller than him. (laughs) Both peered into each other's hearts and silently wept. Stupid, horrible, it was for vengeance. 3,000 lives were lost. It was an act of terrorism that even the Cooper King couldn't stop. Osama, Osama Bin Laden. That was the name of a man Mario would never forget. I don't know whether we need to know Mario's opinions on 9-11. Well. The thing I wanted to make clear about this fan fiction, Tom. Uh Uh-huh. Is uh, the preamble that they give. This is the author here, and I'm a United States citizen. As part of my country, I feel a need to dedicate something to the lives that were lost on September 11, 2001. I'll just say again, it was a Mario and Luigi fan fiction. Uh-huh. Where they uh, canonically... Oh, Nintendo. Can, yeah, they canonically... That was the red card. Th- yes. They canonically killed uh, Mario and Luigi's dad. They retconned that into uh, the September 11th attacks. This is probably going to be a controversial piece from me, brackets, as well as my first Mario story. Oh, you... Oh! I mean, I get that people process this shit through whatever way they can. After all, not even Bowser had the heart to kill 3,000 people. I remember I just finished reading uh, No One Is Talking About This by Patricia Lockwood. And I love that book. And it featured a phrase that came in kind of along the, towards the end of the book. But it's just a phrase, no spoilers. And the phrase is something like, no matter what lives we lead, they prepare us for moments like this. Yep. And that reminds me of this reminds me of that right this reminds me of no matter what insane trauma we we are visited on yes we will look at it through a lens that makes us comfortable yes and in this case yes that's this person be like mario and luigi yeah are my friends and they are also suffering yeah and they released this on the 10-year anniversary Dear. <laughs> so. Lord. Yeah. Well, that's like, I mean, 9-11 fucked up a lot of people. <laughs> it Remember when I looked up all the Minecraft skins that were memorials for 9-11? Yeah, I do. Oh, good great. And those are like, I don't think those are meant to be worn around. <laughs> I think those are just like, they're the only avenue of pixel art that person had. I just wonder whether, I just don't know whether... All art is worth it, definitely. Except this. You can make bad art. Yeah. And good for you. Mm. That's very funny, though. Mm. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, it's very funny. Unfortunately, I find that very funny. Yes. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. I'll do anything to make it up to you, but I'm I really, really sorry, find that but funny. What you did, but uh, what you did was uh, you, you killed Mario and Luigi's dad. <laughs> you, did, you didn't have to. I'm just saying that it's kind of fucked up that you killed Mario and Luigi's dad. Yeah, you I made did. it up. I'm sorry. I am going to resent you for raising in my head the fact that Mario, Mario and Luigi have a dad and that it's the same dad. Yeah. That seems fucked up of you to do to well, me. Well, they're the Mario brothers. Yeah. They have the same dad. I guess you're right. But still, they shouldn't. And he shouldn't be dead. No. <laughs> and he's... I mean, was he a first responder or was he working in... We don't need to get into this. He's a plumber. 
<sighs> well, what an eye-opening segment. Uh, I've got one here, Demi. This is a the nameless segment, I'm going to call it, because I forgot to come up with a name for it. Okay. <laughs> this is a, uh, a segment I've looked up, books about horses. Okay. And I've found two sites, horsebooks.com.au and equitainment.com.au. Oh, I love equitainment. Great. The horse, uh, I've got one book from each, and I'm just going to read you a summary of them. Perfect. This is from Horsebooks. Oh, this one's also about Mario and Luigi going through 9-11. <laughs> it's really weird. Uh, this is Sub-Zero, more than a Melbourne Cup horse. This is more than a racing story. Sure, there is the breeder who took a punt on an untried stallion. The owners who thought they were buying a fast two-year-old. The trainer who was... Br- <laughs> Not they a really horse. should have clarified. You should have... Uh, now, this is very large. Is this the two-year-old that we were told we'd be buying? Yeah, we thought we were getting a toddler, and this thing is galloping more than it's toddling. And this one's wearing its shoes. What's going on? The trainer who was breaking records and the jockey whose career was resurrected by the promise of a young grey stayer. What? Uh, I don't know. I think that's a term for a horse that stays relevant. I don't know. Mm. However, his Melbourne Cup victory became secondary after forming an endearing partnership with veteran clerk of the course, Graham Salisbury. Sub-Zero was reinvented under Graham's care, leading the horse to become a versatile community ambassador. With ice powers. (laughs) Yeah, it was reinvented. He has ice powers, he has incredible sweep, and ultimately to his induction into the Australian Racing Hall of Fame. Now here we kind of have a list of the things that Sub-Zero has done in addition to his racing career. Fight Liu Kang. He has attended- Beat Sonya. He has attended primary schools, visited children in hospital beds, socialised in aged care facilities, and even shared drinks with publicans in licensed establishments. And he chose to do all this, which makes him a good horse. He keeps going to primary schools, beating the children in tests. We can't keep him away. away. I want to be a boy. (laughs) Please invent a pencil I can hold. The secret to my speed is I always want to be a boy. I am fast, so they will let me retire and be a human boy. I will have a beer. May I be enrolled? Visiting the child in its hospital bed. I will be this one. (laughs) You, this one. Will die. Yeah, he's eating. I will be it. He keeps eating kids to hope that maybe he can lie down in the bed and they'll be like, oh, he's doing that cute thing from Godfather. Maybe he's going to the primary school, severely injuring a kid, and then visiting it in the hospital to finish it off. Yeah. You want to hope so. Performing a coup de grace. Let this horse go to school. Let him. Let him. Let this horse go to school. Everybody has a right. Uh, he has become a celebrity in his own right, mixing with world leaders pop stars, and actors. Right, so that's so he has to be homeschooled because he's so busy with his career. He's too famous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he wants to be as a boy, but he can't. Yeah. Because he's meeting Lady Gaga. He can't be a boy. He's skipped right to being a famous man. Oh, man. Being photographed, just leaving a club at 3 a.m. Yeah, with well, Paris. Yeah, well, famous horses' childhoods are fabulously stripped of them. So what are you going to do? I don't know. 
this is the, also a story of the love that a man has for his best friend. And now, see if you can get who the best friend is. Okay. Who happens to have four legs and a tail. Lassie. And answers to the name Subby. What? So I think what they're saying there is Sub-Zero's nickname is Subby. Oh, okay. And who's his best friend? Uh, Some guy. Wait, were they talking about the guy going to schools? I thought it was the horse. <laughs> oh, yeah. They are talking about the horse going to schools. Right. So but then, then why they're they... saying separate from this being a story about a horse going to primary school and also finding some sick kids. Do you know what? And I... also going to... Sorry. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. But we haven't dwelled on this. He socialises in aged care facilities. Uh, yeah. So They've he's just soft. barging into a hospice. Everywhere this horse can sense death, it just barges in. That's really fucked up because, um, you know, one thing that you don't want a hospice or an aged care facility to be is confusing. Yeah. <laughs> I think if I was dying and I saw a horse in my dorm, yeah. I would go, well... I'm going to get out of here before this goes any worse. Oh, no. Jesus is a horse. <laughs> oh, Christ. My paperwork got mi- mixed up and I'm oh, going to horse hell. To horse hell? No, no. That's even worse. None of the torture desi- devices are made for me. <laughs> I'm in the hoof stretcher and I'm falling <laughs> out. <laughs> I keep tumbling through all the machinery. Oh, getting dang crushed. It. I don't mind that much that the carrot is always out of reach. Yeah. I wouldn't even want it that bad anyway. It's either that or they're looking at the horse and it's really sad because they're going, Is that young Randall? No, this is a horse, Grandma. Yeah. Why? Where is Randall? <laughs> what happened to my boy? <laughs> Pointing to Sub-Zero. You look like an award-winning horse. (laughs) 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 Well, you know what? I was going to say, my perfect plan, I think I have a really good plan on having a really good winning racehorse. Yeah. It's not about training the horse. Okay. Right? It is a little bit, it's about conditioning the horse, okay? It's not about training the horse. It's not about good breeding. It's about conditioning the horse to be afraid of other horses. Mm. So afraid that it runs so fast away from the horses. That way you don't need the little guy to hit him at all. No. Because he's already, he's like, well, this little guy is going to guide me away from these freaks. Yeah, I trust the little guy. Yeah. Uh, Hey. What? Do you think, who do you think is at fault if a horse pulls the plug on your grandma? That's grandma's fault. Mm, What did she do to make a horse hate her this much? (laughs) You must have been a bad lady. She's like watching grandma, like just hearing the doo, and everyone going, aww, as the horse chews on her cords. Ah! Horse, <laughs> the, horse gent- the horse that's been watching her this whole time gently leans forward and just engulfs her head in <laughs> one bite. Aww. <laughs> just like an apple. <laughs> she just leans forward. It uses one dainty hoof to shut her eyes. <laughs> Oh. I'm not tired. <laughs> Closing her eyes. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh, well, that's Sub-Zero. Mm. Uh, here's the other one. This is a... Oh, new horse? This is another horse book. This is a paperback book. Is Sub-Zero still alive? I don't know. Okay. I'd say probably not. Most horses are dead. Most horses are dead. The most horses that there are are dead. Yeah. Uh, this is 
The ghost horse. Fuck, that was true after like two horses were dead and there was one left. That doesn't make any sense because if there was one left, unless it was pregnant, there wouldn't be any more horses. I'm really sorry. That's and even okay. then, maybe that would still be two horses. Maybe I'm horse pro-life. Not people pro-life, but maybe horse. Maybe horse pro-life. You yeah. think horse life begins at conception? Yeah, but not people life. No. People life stinks. That begins when they learn how to shake hands. <laughs> you know, when they have respect. Yeah. <laughs> Until a person can show respect, they're not truly alive. If the kid can wash its own hands and not put sticky fingers on my television flat okay. screen. Okay, all right. Yeah? Uh, this is the ghost horse. Uh-oh. And this is a true story, Demi. Can I, before you tell it, tell you something? Sure. I remember one day walking around the house so fucking furious that I couldn't explain why to you. Mm. And when I finally was like, okay, I'll... This is what I was mad about. It was that I had been listening to a true crime podcast that I had been listening to for a while. And halfway through, I paused it and took a deep breath and said, this whole episode better not be about a dead horse. And by the end of the episode, no. it was about a murdered horse. Oh. And I have never forgiven a case file for that stupid fucking murdered horse episode. Of course, I care about a murdered horse, but not enough to listen to a full episode of a podcast about it, and I don't know the horse. Was this one of the ones where it's like they were hiding the fact that the murdered thing was a horse? No, they or... were talking. No, it was like the horse died at the start. The horse went missing, and I was like, okay, someone's going to get murdered over this missing horse. I see. Or someone will be dead along with the missing horse. The horse will be an adventure hook that leads to an actual true crime an of actual crime. that I've expected. I understand that stealing and potentially killing a horse is a crime. Mm. I understand that. I don't think I'm above my pay grade saying it's not a crime that is worthy of a true crime episode of a podcast. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. And he was like, the horse was gone. The barn burnt down. But who could have hated this family so much to do something this heinous? Halfway through the episode, I was like, haven't heard about any missing people yet. Really don't think there's going to be a murder in this one. It's about a missing horse. Well, I'm sorry that worse stuff didn't happen to that family, Demi. The thing is, I don't think the horse died. It just got stolen. Huh. Tom. Okay. I guess that is a true crime. Uh. Well, this is the ghost horse, and this is a different thing. This is not true crime. Okay. Okay. Is it about a ghost? This It's the inspiring true tale <gasps> of a one-eyed, club-footed, thoroughbred racehorse and a journeyman trainer, Tim Snyder, who scraped together every penny he had to purchase that filly. Snyder helped the horse overcome its deficiencies, eventually naming her in part after his deceased wife, Lisa. Is, oh, right. The great, I was going to be like, oh, I hope his wife's name wasn't Ghost Horse. The great and only love of his life. A bright and sweet-tempered woman whose gentle demeanour seemed eerily reflected in the horse. The trainer, and now owner, was by nature a crusty and combative sport, the yin to his wife's yang, a racetrack lifer not easily moved by new age mysticism or sentiment. And yet, in those final days back in 2003, when Lisa Snyder lay in bed, her body ravaged by cancer, she reassured her family with a weak smile. It's okay, she'd say. I'll see you again. I'm coming back as a horse. Tim Snyder did not then believe in reincarnation. 
but he acknowledged the strangeness of this journey, the series of coincidences that brought them together. And the, the, the dresses the horse wore. <laughs> I remember feeling, see, knowing something was strange when the horse looked at me and said, I'm wife. <laughs> hey, um, it's unfortunate that the wife was really sick uh, when she died and she came back as a quite sick horse. Hey, sorry, we Oh, you're the one that's coming back as a horse. We only have this one that's all fucked up. Sorry. I was kind of hoping to get, like, one of the good... Yeah, totally. Yeah, and you know what? There were a lot of good horses before you got here. Listen, lady, I don't know how to tell you this. I know you had a rough go of it. People have had such worse goes of it. Oh, yeah. So all the people who are good horses right mm. now, they deserve it. Yeah. We have a goat. <laughs> The greatest of all time horse? No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. It's a goat. Tim Snyder did not then believe in reincarnation, but he acknowledged the strangeness of this journey, the series of coincidences that brought them together, and the undeniable similarities between the horse and his late wife. If I was Tim, I'd probably be looking at the horse being like, if I kill this horse, maybe it'll come back as a wife. <laughs> you know what? Let's see if turnabout, turnabout is fair play on this. <laughs> <laughs> also, I could probably deny some stuff about how similar the horse is to the wife. Yeah. It's a horse. It's a horse. I don't know that its personality is entirely reflective of the person. And so did those who knew the couple well and who could only now marvel at the story of the filly. Yeah, well, he used to kiss his wife a lot. Now he kisses that horse all the time on the mouth. So I guess Undeniable that's similarities. Undeniable. She's well, so much like his wife. Yep. Yeah. So much. I am loving and kissing the wife. Yeah. And now I'm loving and kissing the horse. Did he... Did... Did he... The horse... The, all right, this is a stupid question. The horse was born after the wife died, yes? She didn't shove a soul out of a horse. I assume so, right? It's just strange that he was like, this messed up horse is my wife. Yes. I think you can probably like put attributes onto, you know, animals and be like, that's cool. That's like what my Uncle Ricky did before he got um, hit by a bus. Yeah. Oh, boy. Full my, of school children. My dog's always scared of mm. like, you know, cars, just like my Uncle Ricky was until mm. he got hit by one. Yeah. And then actually, it kind of makes sense that he would still be scared of them, I guess. Yeah. But you can also work that, like, if your dog isn't scared of cars. Yeah. Or, hate, like, barks at cars. You're yeah. like, fuck, man, I get it. I'd be angry if that thing hit me, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, best two out of three, bus. <laughs> well, the dog's always barking at Italians, and boy, did Ricky hate Italians. Yeah. It turns out maybe you just have a racist family, and think, that's rubbing yeah. off on the dog. I think you have a racist family and dog. Well, here's the reveal, Demi. Okay. And so do those who knew the couple well and who could, who could now only marvel at the story of the filly, uh, Lisa's booby trap. Uh, scusi? So did you remember when they said they're partially named after his wife? Mm. He named the horse Lisa's booby trap partially after his wife by saying that the horse was a trap she'd laid down for him. I don't know. Or maybe the horse was a trap he laid down for his wife. Maybe he trapped I've her soul adopted, in a jar and threw it into the horse as soon as it came out. I've adopted the, the horse that I forced my ghost wife's soul into. Yeah. And now I'm going to treat it ever so well for a horse. 
Honestly, man, if I thought that horse was my wife, I don't think I would be treating it like a horse. Man, if you thought the horse was your wife, you, it is fucked up if you're keeping that horse in a barn. It is fucked up if you're trying to ride it. Yeah. You have to. And also, that horse is like, what? how do horse years work? Is your wife two now? Oh, and does she like, she has her souls in a horse brain. Mm. Okay, reincarnation. And, and we're finally going to solve it. Okay, yes. Okay, obviously it's real. Yes. I'm going to come back as ba, 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 Kirby. Okay. Because I've led a good life free of sin. Yeah. Um, I'm going to come back as a marvelous uh, deep Le Creuset fry pan with lid. That's so nice. Long lasting and lifetime guarantee. That's so good. You have to take me back. My soul will be transplanted into the new La Creuset piece of equipment that you buy. Please don't make it a chopping board. Mm. Uh, so you're still in there, kind of. In the frying pan? Yeah, you're in there and you're going, yeah. ah. Yeah, well, I don't want to get out of there. I'll go straight into the fire. Well, that's been this week's Big Soft <laughs> PNG. Wiglet baby wig. Uh, oh, it's funny even the second time. Did you have a point you wanted to make about the horse? No. I do no, want to hear it. I don't have anything to say about the All horse. Right. I think I'm Maybe just like... naming the horse after his wife's bra. Whore. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I probably wouldn't. Hey, why didn't you just call it Lisa? <laughs> why didn't you just call the horse Lisa? Maybe that's a bit too on the nose. Maybe you don't want to be like, yeah, hey. no, actually, Tom, yeah, yeah, just calling it Lisa's a bit on the nose. He actually did the right thing with what he called the horse. I'm just saying, like, if you call the horse Lisa, you're like, you guys remember my dead wife? Yeah. Whereas this, you're like, you know, it's kind of a wink and nudge to people yeah. who know my history. Yeah. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna buy a horse and call it Alan's gravestone. I okay. Think. Thanks for listening to BigSoftDid.png. Uh, we'll see you later. So head on over to the Patreon for more episodes if you want. My and birthday is October thirteenth. Who cares? <laughs> Bye. Bye. I would not put you in a horse. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.